tonight we have. You're supposed to say my name. Oh, that's right. We could edit that. <laughs> tonight in the house, in the train wreck room, we have Liza. Never heard the word impossible. This time there's no stopping us. Oh. Well then, Bagel. Hi, I'm here. <laughs> Emma. Hello, darlings. I'm here too. All right, Bettina. Yes, I'm present. All right, Andrew. That is actually my full name, All Andrew. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did, Andrew. Perfect. Nice. We could just stop the show now. We're done. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Hey, everyone. Thank you for that wonderful intro, Knock. Yeah, you're welcome. You, you love a, a new toy, don't you? I do. You do. This thing is like regal, man. <laughs> it's like golden copper. It's great. I feel like I have Thor's it's hammer. It's called rose gold. Oh, it's like Thor's hammer, but it, music comes out in my horrible voice. Oh, yeah. Usually. I think I'll be posting that. I, th- I think you actually should post that. <laughs> I'll be posting that video. Do the pony one, because I feel like I did better, even I, though I totally didn't. <laughs> no, I think you did quite well with the pony one. Yeah, the pony was good. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I wanted to make a big announcement. We are trying something new. Yay! We are. So, uh, you know, thank, thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have been sticking with us. Um, we are going to start recording two episodes every night to one-hour episodes instead of one two-hour episode. Why, do you ask? Well, money. No, a <laughs> <laughs> couple reasons. But one of them is, um, I mean, you know, I, we have the best listeners because they listen all the way through. Two hours takes a long time. Yeah. I wanted to make two smaller, more palatable episodes. Right. We already have different segments, and this makes it a little bit easier too when we have a guest like Drew here. Hello. Um, and Bettina, who's with us, so that they can tell their stories and share those smaller episodes with people to listen to. So we're going to try it out, see how it works. But what that means is there's going to be part one and part two downloaded at the same time. So if you are listening to this and you haven't gotten the second episode, don't forget to go back and get that one, too, to get the second half of tonight's show. You've lost me already. (laughs) <laughs> it's too complicated. It is too complicated. Too complicated. And then you got to file 1099. <laughs> I kind of lost interest when you, told, when you told Drew he had smaller episodes. I kind of lost interest. Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's okay. That's all right. But um, we do have some great guests here, and we're going to get to Bettina's story in the second episode. So I did want to get to the first episode with Drew. And the reason Drew is here, and this is kind of a big announcement, you guys. It's about time. Jeez. Yeah, I know. Well, it's been a long time uh, coming. So for those who remember our first short film, The Sobbing Scooterist. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Starring Bagel. Exactly the way it sounds. The the Bagler. It is I. (laughs) We had so much fun doing that and sharing it on social media and YouTube. And then it did the circuit doing the Moto Film Festivals. And I had this idea floating around for another film. I've been flying around for a while. Not anything like the first one. Oh, God, it's nothing like the first one. Nothing like the first one. Um, And I'll say partially inspired by Emma. Mm. Partially, but... I'm going to draw the line of being involved in anything so porn- <laughs> anything as pornographic as you made. 
<laughs> I want to have it on record. I had nothing to do with the making of that film. Plausible nothing. <laughs> nothing. No responsibility whatsoever. It's it is funny as hell though. So I am going to be uploading to YouTube and sharing it on Facebook our new movie, which is called Motosexual. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, you got it. Motosexual. <laughs> well, and uh, well, you know what? I want to tell share a bit of Drew's story because Drew came on uh, to work with us as co-writer, co-director, cinematographer, sound guy, all the things. <laughs> right, Drew. Um, so remind me when you first heard the pitch for this short. How was it pitched to you? What was the idea? Guy is cleaning a bike. And he gets into it so bad that he starts having a little fantasy of a girl walking in. Not a fantasy, actually. Mm-hmm. This is his reality. A girl walks in, comes to him, they make out, boom. He's telling a friend about this story, so it's all kind of flashback told. Guy doesn't believe his friend's story, so he's got to prove it, right? So he shows him some uh, some. Am I giving away too much of this? No, thing? we won't give away all of it. Yeah. But you get the it's idea. A guy who it's loves a his, his cleaning his bike at first. And you know? I, I think I pitched it as it's a comedic softcore porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, it's not. Sounds about graphic. Right. It's there's it's porno. It's, it's R rated. <laughs> is it? No, no. Okay, PG-13. Okay, PG-13. What age child would you think would be I would un- never inappropriate? Let my, I would never let my child watch this. <laughs> At any age. I would never have children now that I've seen this. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I rest my case. And I mean, it is good. it's a great film. Everyone should see it. But it's porno. Well, and actually, we did we did film a couple now of you're versions. Now you just typing it up. Yeah, there's two versions there's of it. There's two versions One's of it. One's a little more porn. We got the tamer one out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Well, let's just say we do have more. So um, I wanted to share a little bit about the you know behind the scenes and how we went into making this. Um, and the interesting thing here is that, Drew, you're not currently part of the motorcycle community. I was trying say. to be. I was going to buy your bike and build it and yeah, then you sold it yeah. away. Yeah, sorry, Your dreams face. were dashed by Liza. Really? Yeah, it hurts. Dashed. She does I know. that. That's okay, Drew. So well, just, we're going to come through for you. I'm oh. just curious. If you heard the word motosexual, what would that conjure to you? I would think it was robots having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept that answer. Don't give away the ending, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> Spoiler alert. So, um, yeah, so Drew came on and he started working with us and um, with the, the idea. And one of the things I always um, appreciate about Mike, um, I mean, there's two things, but one of them is that um, I can get an idea in my head of, you know, a story and I can describe it to Mike who then he gets it immediately and then he can give add color to that and and fill it out um i like his accent uh, mike's yes or drew's no i mike's mikey three time yes yo <laughs> yeah, don't yo, look at me uh, when i'm inside of you yeah no it's that great one? it's very authentic it's very <laughs> authentic you mean that you mean the way he talks yes i don't think he's got an accent He's yeah, got he a New York. He's got a New York. That's not an accent. Yeah. Just, that's just Mike. No. Yo, fuck you, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, he's, he's, he's got a very authentic accent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So um, Mike's gotten a lot of. Um, he's gotten busy, 
and uh, he didn't have as much time as we had before when we right. made uh, the sobbing scooters. And he met Drew, and was like, "Yo, like we got this idea. You want to do this thing?" Because Drew, you make films. Yeah, I do a lot of marketing videos and learned the craft post post cinema school where they teach you like history and things and so they kind of kick you out of school and you gotta like figure it all out so mm -hmm. i bought a camera and some lights and i've been figuring it out ever since not been able to do a lot of creative stuff so when i got Mm -hmm. wind of this i was like i'm all in let's get going you know and just just as an observer as much as i enjoyed the sobbing scooterist and it's a great fun film the actual production of motorsexual, you it's it's gone up a notch. I mean, it's a considerably more polished. <laughs> Quite a few notches. <laughs> it's it's a considerably more polished effort. There's like color grading. So, <laughs> you know, um, lighting. I would say an artist's eye has been involved in the it. The lens so is well clean. done. Well done, you. <laughs> yeah, the lens is clean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and everything's in focus. Oh, that drives be. me nuts. And the sobbing scooters, that piece of dirt on the lens that Mike never noticed. Uh, but, no. um, so yeah, Drew came in real professional and started working with me on the script and actually like writing up a treatment for it yeah. and going back and forth with me and we were meeting and came up with an actual like uh, script to shoot and then you um, took it seriously yeah <laughs> it was like plain Good. plain for real yeah 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 he made it seem all legit and shit and he uses <laughs> the lingo and shit <laughs> it's a treatment <laughs> i take so like what i do professionally is like take ideas from my clients mm-hmm. and then kind of take their either scattered brain or concise idea and then represent it to them so we both are on the same page mm-hmm. you know and i remember you and i sat down for some tacos one night yeah and we really we really hammered it out and i wanted to make sure you know we were in sync before i showed up with all my gear and i i would my worst fear would be to show up with all my gear and have you be like this is not at all what i envisioned and we're like in mid-production and i'm trying to change things it had, you know it's like when you're there it should all be laid out and so when we showed up a 71 shot list 71 (laughs) shots on this list and i think we got about 65 of them we started crossing them out when time became a constraint but we got it man we had it dialed you know you knew exactly what we're we we both knew exactly what Mm -hmm. we were going for you were looking down the list you knew what it was going to be it was really really well executed and mike was still there lending his hand doing everything so um Forgive me for being just having no knowledge of this. When you say a shot, you've got 71 shots. So this is what the camera should be seeing. Then, like a layout, there's the bike in the center. There should be a girl on it. There should be a guy standing next to it. Is that that what you define as a shot? um, You know the scene. So imagine, you know, and I'm I'm looking about, I think about it in editorial, right? Yes. So I need there to be a way to not have a long single take of them taking off their clothes. Right. Right. So you, so you, you just cut. do a single shot of them unzipping, oh, there a single is. shot of you just seeing the pants hit the ground, a single shot of the boots hitting the ground. Right. And then all that's achieved in like a matter of like three seconds rather than like a long take of them doing the whole thing. So it's like a matter of what you want the pace to be. Right. A close up, a long take, you know, a long, longer shot away from them. And then I just think about it in editorial sense like how much time is it going to take up and what do you want to be within the frame and so i mean you can take something that might normally take 30 or 30 seconds or more i mean peeling yourself out of out of leathers and boots is like a minute long and you can just bam 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 three seconds and move on to 
other meaningful stuff yeah, so you can kind of meat. compress yeah, and want... stretch out that's great you see and that's professional for you also like me and liza talked a lot about like what kind of shots we want to include and mm. she said i want to see through behind her legs like <laughs> in the graduate yeah the guy looking in awe of this beautiful woman walking into his garage and we yeah. got that shot yeah, and we it did. really works yeah. you right. know and you know when you think using the graduate is a perfect example because the story behind that shot it was an accident at the time but when they went back and proofread the film it became such an iconic shot right and that really the whole film is summed up in that one still so this is this is how powerful they can get it's great i love it hey and i wanted to say that we've been uh joined with Jim, who's here, Naked Jim. Hey, Naked Jim, what's shaking? Hey, in blue plaid. I have had a day of steamed clams and white wine. Oh, that's not a euphemism for nothing, is it? <laughs> you actually had steamed clams and white wine. Yeah, no, and that got me going. But yeah, <laughs> Jim, have you met Drew? No, I've not, but I love your story, first of all. I'm just coming in late, um, although parts of it had me a little uncomfortable. I would say. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was the other thing. I, I wanted it to be uncomfortable and awkward at times too. yeah so that was my first impression so nice to meet you i'm an uncomfortable mm -hmm. awkward person no, no not you weren't but i did want to say um you know when you work with these creative types you don't know what you're getting into and i was really impressed upon first working with you that um you were very receptive and listened to ideas especially because you didn't get all of the like the jokes mm -hmm. not being a, a motorcyclist but you're like okay i'll work with that and just accepted it um and i really loved you were very easy to work with on that and um i knew that you would take my bad ideas throw them away take the good ideas and go with it and you really did so um i wanted to share too um well, I guess a little more of the story. Um, we filmed this at, uh, there was two locations on two days. That was how, how much time we had. And um, uh, our very own cat stars in it. There are many misfits in it. There are many misfits. And her boyfriend, Justin, is, kind he is of quite the main, main star. That would explain the chemistry between them on film. Yeah. <laughs> I think you could apply the word stud to Justin. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Stuncock! You know, <laughs> what did you say? Cut cock? Stuncock. I'm, oh. I'm not giving stunt too much. <laughs> it's stuncock. I want to stick it with that um, on it now. I'm not going to give too much away, but right. it's quite clear that they are very fond of one another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that comes through on camera, mm -hmm. I would say. That he's submissive and she's dominant. <laughs> <laughs> that that comes through too. Did you hear that Duh. shit? <laughs> um, uh, and we went and filmed great. at uh, R1 Riches, uh, Dude Shack. The oh, Dude Shack perfect. is It was a cool. perfect place. That oh, was, yeah. It is the awesome. cleanest garage. Yeah. yeah. I've ever set foot in. You know, yeah, so well there's, there's some things you learn from master mechanics. One from Emma is you really only need about four tools in your shop, but when you get Allen wrenches, you get the square end ones, right? <laughs> Don't get the ball-shaped Allen wrenches to get an old bolt I disagree. Out. All right, well, you fine. have them both. <laughs> anyway, but the other one was Rich busted out a vacuum machine when we were doing <laughs> sprockets on the bike one day, and he vacuumed the lift. Like halfway through, just to make sure it was that clean. Right. Oh yeah. He, so Rich he, is good. Yeah, it's a clean shop. Yeah. Shout out to Rich and his Mikey. son Mikey. They crushed yeah. it. Yeah. That was the popcorn. Crew yeah. They they Liza. have a cameo oh, in the yeah. film. <laughs> um, but it was really cool. You know, uh, 
Drew brought you know great better equipment than what we had. We we got right into it, and Mike uh, Mikey three time and I were there taking instruction and figuring out how to basically support and help him. And um, there were some neat tricks we did that I wanted to share. Um, for example, there's a scene where the garage door opens and this one you know the girl appears and when you you're looking at justin and he's looking over as you hear the sound of the garage door the garage door was not actually opening at that time and this was a little trick we did we took movie magic in movie magic took one of his lights his lights and we had a yellow shop towel over it and we lifted the shop towel slowly up Mm. revealing the light so it cast this light up on him we, wow. were, we were trying to actually do it with the garage, and it was too ridiculous. The timing yeah. and the amount of light that came in right. was way too bright to even see Justin at first if it was too dark, you know, because mm-hmm. then the light was, you know, sunlight. So we took the brightest settings of my LED, yeah. and it was Mike's idea. He's yeah. like, how, how would this work? And he put, like, a little, you know, that, that towel over it. And I was like, dude, thanks thanks for being here. Dude, Mike's smart. <laughs> yeah. Mike's a smart dude. Yeah. He was, like, he was my lighting Otherwise, you're pushing yeah, that garage door button like a hundred times <laughs> oh, we did we oh did. yeah and uh we were doing like multiple shots of stuff and i mean it took you know a few hours i mean we we sailed through it um there were some other little tricks there's a let's say oh the smoke white smoke out of the exhaust oh yeah talcum powder oh yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah, and we did that scene over and over. That was actually the one we did the most takes of the entire day. I think the the bike was more exhausted than the actors. Yeah, my job was to load the talcum powder into the exhaust. How could we have been doing that for, like, the last five I know, right? It was great. And that was just, um, I pour it out onto some paper, roll the paper up, shove it down into the pipe. And shake it out, and then <laughs> you poor, poor Rich. Every time we sh- did it, it's shooting talcum powder across oh, the dude. garage. <laughs> and re- this is the guy that taught me how to vacuum your workspace, <laughs> yes, exactly. like halfway through your, th- like, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And I want to say too that um, it was really easy working with Cat and Justin. Mm-hmm. They took direction really mm-hmm. well too. Um, well, short notice, my goodness. Yeah. Well, Cat well, has her ma- modeling background, and I think that helps her like understand what people are trying to see. And then Justin's just going do whatever the fuck you tell them. So. She literally said to me numerous times, like, don't don't be shy. I do nude modeling. It's okay. Did you want to see more of my tits? And I was like, well, um... Why was... It, why, how come you didn't say yes? The I answer totally, is yes. After a while, I got desensitized to it. I was like, okay, now turn your tits towards me and bend over a little bit. You know, like, just... She did, did you want me to put my ass out? Uh... Yes. And your boyfriend's right there. Again, the answer is yes. The answer is always yes. 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 So she was great. Professional. Talk about being willing to do anything. Like, she knows mm-hmm. that world. She's down with modeling. She's beautiful. She brings it. She anything, has a great, Drew? sexy attitude. Did and she then... want to do anything? She blatantly no. suggested that she would. Right? <laughs> like, she's a team player. She's a total team player. And then well Justin, who is nowhere near that entertainment world whatsoever, was, and you'll see in the movie, willing to do anything as well. He was delightfully awkward. And that was my take on the movie. There's an awkwardness about Justin in it, <laughs> yes. which is great. Mm-hmm. And it's like... 
I don't know. I don't, I well, don't know how to put your foot on it. So I, I still have yet to see it, right? Even though you've been showing yeah. it around. So get on the I hype train, everybody. Pump this fucking saying. thing up. Let's what, do it. What I know about Kat is she she is very self-confident in her ways, and she knows how to establish boundaries very effectively. So whatever she was like giving to the movie was something she was doing thoughtfully and on purpose. Mm-hmm. Where Justin, he has no choice whatsoever. He's just going <laughs> to do whatever the fuck he's got to do. So... Back to their relationship. Yeah. Jim, would you like to see it? Nah, I'm good. I got it right here in my hand. Perfect. Oh, right. Did you put it on your computer yet? Uh, it is on my computer. That's from there, from that stick, or from the old one? No, from the stick. Perfect. Yes, yes. It's actually kind of fun to think about not seeing it, because once I see it, I've seen it. But if You can't I get, unsee it. But if I get to see it in my mind, I think it's better. That's like me when I was a kid. So I wasn't even allowed to watch PG-13 movies until I was 13, so my imagination was way scarier than any Freddy Krueger movie. By the time yeah. I saw Freddy Krueger, I was like, what is this stupid, right? stupid movie? Yeah, that's where I'm at. In the motosexual style. So, um, so we yeah, we got done filming first day, and thanks to Drew, because he was so prepared with the shot list and everything and then we were able to schedule the second day where we had um justin come back and then we had a misfit isaac come out here who Crushed did it. a great job Crushed it. there's some natural talent there yeah he's got the dry witty delivery that's like hilarious you know and uh thanks to our taqueria next door who let us film there after hours and uh it's amazing how you just take an empty booth in the corner of the taqueria and 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 drew did the little movie trick of pumping in the background sound of a busy (laughs) restaurant and you think it's a busy restaurant anything to cover up that droning hum of the refrigerators in the <laughs> yeah, background. I know, I know. So yeah, like a little like light chatter of like it feeling like it actually is a lively like restaurant spot. Ay, ay, ay. Yeah. Who said that? This El Queso is good, it's fresh, it's authentic. Why did I not have you be part of the background noise? Because <laughs> you can't afford me. Oh, <laughs> nice. uh, How much are they paying you to be here, man? Hey, he'll show you his tits, too. Oh. So I seem to recall this is the second time that that taqueria was featured in one of our... Oh, you're talking about the Yuri Berry. Didn't you kidnap, oh, yeah. you kidnap Yuri outside? That's right. That's that's right. right. That was somewhat this. disturbing. <laughs> this is not the uh, other no, one. No, this with- is another thing we did. Um, yeah, so that was really great. We were able to get that done there, and we were just feeding them the dialogue line by line. No one's memorizing their lines. I think he read it over the day he arrived, and then I think one of the lines, he's like... I really liked my character up until this line. There's a great, oh, I know the line. A great turn in the script. I, I know the line, yeah, I, yeah, and yeah. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. The first time I humped my bike. Yes. <laughs> yes. It took him a while to get through that one. But once he did, he started just yeah, rambling yeah, yeah. off the other things he thought might be pretty sexy to talk about regarding his bike. <laughs> mm, look at that window shield, and I'm rubbing it. And I was, <laughs> like, I love and all these different terms I don't know, like different parts of the bike that yeah. I was learning about. But he was, he, he was funny, man. He was great. Exactly. Everyone was a great sport. And, you know, um, I'll admit, they were all worried. They admitted oh, I'm sure. they were worried of what we were going to do with all <laughs> I'm this. Sure. Yeah, because they have to stay employed for the next 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> but when I did show it to Kat and Justin and yeah. Isaac, they were all really relieved. They thought it was funny, but also they're like, 
okay like i'm not gonna lose my job <laughs> um great editing tricks it uh, we didn't show all the stuff that we filmed but you get the idea <laughs> i think yeah you come the, the point i mean came, came across it did um but tina you got to see this i did what would you think i thought it was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> but um Bettina, would you agree that it's a little steamier than you actually expected uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, she, yeah. She didn't expect anything. She had no, <laughs> no idea. No. But it was, uh, it was, it was a little bit more than yes, what I thought it, it would steamy. be. It's steamy. It's just steamy. Is definitely the word. Yes. If you if you heard Liza talk about it before, like there was like probably twenty things Liza wanted to put in there that would be a <laughs> lot more steamier than what you actually saw. Well, like, no filter yeah. there at all. Liza. I I was the sex scene coach. <laughs> oh, <Right>. God. <laughs> <laughs> As Boy. noted in the credits. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that was kind of fun directing them. Oh, boy. But, um, no, it got my stamp of approval. And as the original <laughs> motosexual. The original motosexual. As the original motosexual. <laughs> go see this film. <laughs> right. I don't think how do, you, how do we see this film? So, <laughs> so I'm going to put it up on YouTube and I'll provide a link um, on our show notes hmm. and on our recycle page. Do you and have to? I'm worried if you do YouTube first before film festivals, don't film festivals kind no, of frown upon it's okay. that? okay. And then it is also, it. it has already okay. been submitted to a few, well, two so far film festivals. This oh, most God. recent cut, did you do it right here? Uh-huh. One within this week. One in the country. Nice. And one not in this country. Does he know how high the bar has been set for motorcycles and misfits? Um, movie accolades. Don't tell me. So low. I think we should let Bagel talk about the movie accolades that Motorcycles and Misfits <laughs> has received. Oh, we've gotten all kinds of accolades. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot, though. <clears throat> Film festivals. You said accolades, though, so yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there's the the Portland uh, Portland Motorcycle Film Festival. The uh, wasn't it Toronto as well? Toronto, yeah, oh, yeah. Bam. And uh, at least one other. Yes, I, I cannot in, pronounce in, it. I think it was Cannes. <laughs> Canis. How do they say? No, it? no. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I've been trying to get in there for years. <laughs> but um, but we do have films in these things. Right. And, and um, Bagel is yeah. the star. He's the oh, star I saw, of the film. Yeah, I love that one. <laughs> See, that you. was super endearing. You know what I mean? Like, Thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was great. And you know, yeah, the Sobbing Scooterist, it got highly commended in a couple of those, didn't it? I mean, it, it, did. it, it didn't actually place, yeah. but no, it got... No, uh, no awards, but, but lots of recognition, and people loved it. Mm. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, who, how could they not love it, Bagel? Yeah. You were the star, darling. Aww. You were the star. Thanks well, to an uncredited uh, writer in there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I know. Since we're all just patting ourselves on the back here, yeah. I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit. The most disturbing thing was when Yuri got kidnapped. <laughs> that was terrible. So, yeah, so we're going to put this out there. But one thing I do want to ask our listeners, if you um, if you enjoy it, please share it. We'd love to get this going out there. Yeah. Um, you know, for all of us who love motorcycles, and, and we always love when there, a new motorcycle movie comes out, but not many people do, like, a short. And, and we actually, you know, invest some time and money into this to make it something of a better quality than before. Um, please share it. That is how you can show your love. And um, Drew, um, would you like to collaborate with us for our next one? I'm so down. Fantastic. So, oh, yeah. so working with people that love what they're doing is like heaven, right? Right. The, and you know, the, the title is called "The Muddy Helmet." 
Is that uh, first shot? Are is, we doing another softcore porn? Or are we going hardcore? The first shot. The shot list is the alleyway. Is this, this going to be shot at the alleyway? Huh? Is this going to be uh, shot at Mid Ohio? Are we going to have the, the Italian <laughs> Spider-Man in this? It yeah. should be shot at Mid Ohio with hey, midgets. Hey. Some more. Tracking That's shot some more. of some webbing <laughs> going across the screen. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow. We gotta make sure the motorcycle's in there Let somewhere. Me, uh, gonna be terrible. Talk with uh, my agent about. This. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to ruin your career before it's even started, dude. Motorsexual muddy helmet. Hmm. Oh, is this a new series we're starting? Terrible. The whole yeah. motorsexual series. Why not? Well, I, Ooh. Yeah, Ooh, sure. can you give history on motorsexual? Why are we even making this, right? Uh, like, who, uh, where did this come from in your brain? And like, you were talking. This is about, a whole nother podcast. Uh, is it? Yeah. Is it? <laughs> whole nother no, podcast. No, no, no. Well, in a in a snapshot, it's Miss Emma. She has, yeah. But there's some dark, deep there's underbelly no, yeah, shit. Yeah, too. that I can't talk no, about. No, but I'm, which is exactly what people want to hear. No, I can't. What number of podcasts? Like 170 or 250? Mm. Emails were sent to us. It was uh. funky, bro. <laughs> you can't, you yeah, can't exactly. unread that shit. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of thinking along this whole motorsexual thing. We could do a whole range, like Debbie does the Ducati dealership. <laughs> <laughs> We could really, (laughs) you know? Not Debbie does Ducati, but the whole dealership. Exactly. (laughs) There's a lot of red. Lots of slippery fluid. I'm serious. All right, Drew. Is there money in porn? Should we start making motosexual? There is so much more money in porn than creative filmmaking. Maybe we should start making motorcycle porn. You already know you have an audience with porn, right? Don't even look at me when you say that. Is there motorcycle porn? Oh, please don't send me links. Please Ah. do not send links. (laughs) Here's what I'll say. Do not. Most of us as motorcyclists do have it on our... Oh, yeah. Jim will know. Jim, is there motorcycle porn? Yeah, because you make it yourself. Uh, Wow. Wait. Wait, what? You guys don't. Is this not the original don't? metasexual no, film? No, it's like whatever. Fuck. <laughs> it's like okay, I don't know, you're you know, missing out. Okay, so check. I this mean, out. you love your Africa twin, right? So here's the uh, <laughs> when you're in, when you're in a hole, you stop digging. <laughs> So here's the, here's the uh, I'm saying is I don't you don't watch it on the internet you make mouth. it with your oh, friend and then you got it. like okay. so here's the thing custom. you know like how people do nudes uh, or and they send them to people or like oh, got one up there yeah or it's people <laughs> or like people go into these little studios and they do boudoir shots mm-hmm. but like if you're on a track day and you have somebody take photos of you that's like basically the same thing I mean let's you're, face you're it you're doing performance shit right but Craig, like Craigslist like, motorcycle well, ads are our porn. Yeah. yeah That's why that. we call it porn pig, yeah. right? Right. So I guess. I think the next film <laughs> we, we should make should be, should be wholesome, suitable for the whole family. <clears throat> Little nostalgic, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Little nostalgic. Um, With Mary Poppins. Yeah, something like that. Kind We're going to need, need a drone for the next yes. one? I was thinking we should use the drone for a lot of things. Mm. We should get, like, on the on the Highway 1. Mm. You want nostalgia? Like, yeah. have someone oh, yeah. looking pretty, riding some awesome motorcycle. Well, I, re- I already pitched to you what our latest... I love it. Yes. Love they, it. Everyone here knows. We're not going to say too much. But nostalgic, I will just say one clue that may be in this. A Hawaiian shirt. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. There, I think there needs to be a Hawaiian shirt. I think just so. see, I want to be in it just now because there's a Hawaiian shirt. Oh, <laughs> I, I have a Hawaiian the, shirt. My vote is I think that's shirt. a terrible... I, anything with a Hawaiian shirt sounds And lots of motorcycles. Oh. Motorcycles, good. Hawaiian shirts, not so much. Oh, come on. <laughs> but run with it. I'm in. I'm in. So, yeah. So, please go out there, um, find the link, um, and share it. And hopefully, um, you you enjoy it. And it, if you watch it on YouTube, just leave us a review. You're not right there on YouTube. If you think it's great, tell us it's great. If you think it stinks, this stinks. <laughs> but just yeah. give us an idea, and um, I suggest drawing a penis either way. Oh, <laughs> go back in that hole, Jim. I want to see that dark, muddy hole. I'm of the uh, belief that just don't read the comments. Well, okay, <laughs> nightmare. And I want to do a quick turn because we don't have much time with Drew. So um, I did want to say though, I think he's been uh, influenced by us. Yeah. And he's he's interested in getting a bike. Potentially. Oh, yeah. Potentially. Yes. So let's just take a few minutes because Drew is of a particular size that rules out many I'm huge bikes. I, I, huge. I think <laughs> the, the perfect yeah. bike for Drew is owned by somebody in this room right now. And I'm looking at you, Jim. Oh. So um, new rider? Oh. Yep. Yes. Yeah, cool, okay. Um, no, I've ridden one before. I yeah. just rode right into a bush and then burned my leg. Right. <laughs> you're good, dude. That, I tell you what, if you're going to learn, I would start with that. You're qualified. I think everybody awesome. did but, that. Yeah. Well, I would say the perfect bike is the one I have for sale right now, but I don't think it fits him. Yeah. No, I was thinking of a rally ride. Wait, what? How t- no, how, he's not selling that. How tall are you? 6'5". Rally ride. Because it's... And I'm mostly leg. The, yeah. the reason I mm-hmm. say that is um, he's just starting out, so we, yeah. we don't need anything massively powerful. Nope. But we want something physically quite large mm-hmm. so he doesn't feel like a monkey fucking a football no, when you're no, riding it true. down the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So That's another movie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing I like about the Rally Raid well, and the Reagan's CRF is they're so yeah. easy to ride. Mm. They're fun as snot, yeah. but they're, they're physically quite big and rangy without being you know heavy. What? I'm gonna double down and I say because he he's a, he's a big guy, but also he's uh, I think he's mature enough that he could go a little bit larger maybe. and maybe get your one of your favorite bikes. Ooh. DR? DR650. DR650 is a great bike. Sounds expensive. No, oh, in fact. No, 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 cheapest no, no. chips. Not. Cheapest um, chips. The, I have a KLR650, and she loves the DR650. And this is for commuting, to, getting around, maybe taking a road trip somewhere? So you yeah. could go. Well, I would only take it to San Francisco and back on but you could. beautiful days. From and, where? And screw Santa you, Cruz or where? Santa Cruz parking. I could yeah. probably park wherever the hell right. I want, right? No, I would do oh, yeah. DR650. That's a great choice. Yeah. But, you know, um, these bikes, they're called dual sport bikes because strictly speaking and ride them in the dirt and on the street nice. but the advantage is as far as you're concerned they sit higher because for off-road riding you need a little more ground clearance so the bike actually sits kind of taller yeah, so yeah. which I is to, perfect for I somebody of your physique and i like have to switch out some chairs because after like 10 minutes in a chair that's too short for me my right. legs go numb so yeah, no, I'll, I'll, I'll chip in. Also, I'm convinced. I think a DR650 is an awesome choice because it's a big thumper engine, so it has enough power to pull you where you're not going to get bored with it. He'll get right. bored with a 250 in like a week. Yeah, true. Right, which which is okay. That's not a bad thing. But then you're just buying another motorcycle. I think. But the DR650, it has that. It has the. It's track. a tugboat. It is. Yeah. It's the tugboat, but it's not torquey. 
Right. You know, it's not delivering 110 mm-hmm. horsepower, right? It's probably like, what, 70 or right. 80? Oh, no, not even 18. I kind of feel oh, like yeah, whatever. Like 45. Yeah. So, but, yeah. I, but, but, you, but when you set it up, you'll probably put bar risers on it, bark busters, all that kind of shit. Training when you wheels. set it up, no, 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 no you mm-hmm. don't need it. But I think, the, I think a DR6, it'll, it'll set up for you nice. And I always tell people as a first bike, why not get a dual sport? Because they're easy exactly. to ride. They're they're just easy to ride, Off-road. and if you want to go ride in the dirt with them, there you, go. you can go ride in the dirt. You have to change tires for that, or they're, no, 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 no. They're well, fucking those tires you had on this weekend were ridiculous <laughs> on the KR. We'll you guys that. rode like a so DR six fifty KLR six fifty. two different models, yeah. similar bikes. There, it's a dual sport. Both models were made for decades, yeah. so, which means you can it's get an quality. older one or they a newer work. one, but yeah. they don't have a lot of value they're not an expensive bike because mm. they made right. them for so many but years I would, I would, very affordable i would choose Economics the suzuki over the kawasaki oh all all i mean you still remember sitting in the back of the car with liza and me and phil are sitting in the front oh my god oh, <laughs> dude oh that was the best conversation ever but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about it that was yeah well, and we were talking about the merits and demerits of the KLR and the DR650. And you and Liza were sitting in the back of the car. So I'm in the front talking to Phil. Oh, my God. Phil. It was like coffee with Seinfeld. <laughs> it was, this, this was pure gold. Pure gold. So there's some ideas for you getting into some bikes. DR650. I'm going to look it up. Look yeah, it up. Dude, or KLR650. Uh, or KLR, yeah. I, I have one of those I've, and I love it. Or uh, Wait, are, you guys, are, you, are you guys selling it to me or am I going to go find no, it? No, you're going to go, go no, find We'll help it. you find it. But, but here, here's the deal. Come hang out with us on a Sunday, and we will help you yeah. find one. This is what yeah. we do. We, we can take a look at the ads. We can read between the lines. We know what things to ask and what things to rule out. And Emma is like this master negotiator. Nice. Mm-hmm. I'm so a, bring you with me. I'm a master something for any purchase. <laughs> master, <it's laughs> she she bait, she can bait them. Yeah, I will, will bait them in. I will know. bait them in. Yeah, that's she's cool. a master at bait. Just, oh a, my god! With a full bladder, grow up. <laughs> with a full bladder, well said. Grow up. <laughs> you will spray into. The, okay, we're wrapping up. So yeah, so. Drew, I wanted to thank you for uh, making this film. We're gonna put it out there. Uh, tonight, so by the time this goes out F there, yeah. you should be able to look for Motosexual and on YouTube. The thing I wanted to add, Drew, I mean, welcome to La Familia. You're mm, one of us now. Thank you. You really can't go wrong. If you really think about you want to ride a bike and own a bike, yeah, stick with us. We'll take real good care of you. I love those words. Thank you very much. And I hear you're quite the one to be coming to for all the advice if I'm to repair anything. Well, I do my best, but as as you find out on a Sunday, I kind of spread myself a little bit thin. But um, we're still having trouble uh, telling her to not do the work. <laughs> yeah, I know. <coughs> Sometimes you know, it, it's an, it's not just a case of. Did we just have an earthquake? No, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's people it's upstairs. Good. Yes, um, it's not just the um, the person's ability to do the work; it's the physical ability to yeah. do it. You know, so sometimes it's easier for me to just to jump in and do it because you know the fingers might not work properly, or you know it's just you know they can't get down on their knees to do it so mm-hmm. sometimes i have to get down on my knees and do it myself darling you're on your mm-hmm. knees a lot aren't you i like that yes easy so i did find a 2017 
DR650 for $4,500 or mm. best offer. Now, yeah, that's, we can find we can that's find the absolute yeah. top end. I mean, that's a real alternative to a new one. Yeah. But $4,500 in Emma speak, that's the $3,500 bike. Yep. And, <laughs> you know, that's not a lot of money. Yeah. Um, Especially you, for something that's that new. Well, it's, it's, that's yeah. a real alternative to a new bike. I bet it's got no miles on it. Mm hmm. So, Drew, I, I know you need to get out of here. we still got uh, about another 20 minutes. You're welcome to stay because we're about to hear a fascinating story <laughs> from Miss Emma mm-hmm. about a vintage bike. I'm into it. You want to stay for this? Hell yeah. So, Emma, you brought a delectable bite for us today. <laughs> it was delectable. Uh, delectable. Is that a word? No, delectable is a word. Okay, good. Well, it you know... You like to bring us some of your toys for show and tell. One, once in a while, um, when I get something interesting come across my bench at home for one of my celebrity clients, um, I like to bring it down and just show it to you guys. Because some of these bikes are getting so rare now. It mm. might be. It, it It's almost like being in a zoo with an endangered animal. Mm. The only time you're ever going to see one is... In the flesh is if I swing by with it. Hmm. So um, I swung by today with an aerial square four. Yeah, it's yeah. um, pretty hot. Yeah, I mean it's they're, they're very very interesting bikes. They yeah. were um, to a lot of people who like British bikes. They uh, those two are up to something. What are you two up to? I'm looking at the bike. <laughs> to... Oh, oh God! Yeah. Yes, <laughs> the knock picture. Yes. yes but before Sorry. that was the picture of the, the aerial square fork, and I'm like, that, those are beautiful. Well, what? What? Oh. The, the picture they're laughing at is not doing a silly pose. <laughs> but I actually love the concept because we lined up. We had one of these Honda DN4 scooters come down. And the thing looks like the Batmobile. It is the most amazing space age looking thing. Oh, yeah, it was the um, uh, NM4. NM4. Yeah. yeah. NM4 scooter? Um, well, motorcycle. It, motorcycle. Yeah. It's, it's cruiser. Ca- it, it, oh, cruiser. Really, it's the cultural successor to the Pacific Coast, yeah. if you, if you oh. really want to think mm. about it. But it's absolutely cutting edge style wise. It looks like it belongs in the future. And so we parked the, the aerial next to it, which is, of course, firmly locked in the past. And we had this futuristic bike with this vintage English thing together. And uh, they look quite jolly together. Yeah, just check it out. I just sent you a picture of uh, oh. the bike that was here. I today. was checking it out. <laughs> so I also saw that all the license plate were going the. Wild. They're like on the front fender on the front like mm-hmm. wheel well that's like facing yeah that's right a traditional what the hell is that yeah the vintage thing yeah so yeah you brought an aerial square four for us to check out that is in beautiful condition yeah, yeah it is rather nice so is, it, is it all original how many it's, miles it's it's restored um oh, it's wow. actually got fifty thousand miles on it mm-hmm. it's it's restored but to original condition mm. so the paint the chrome back to the aluminum everything aluminium darling aluminium is all brought mm. to original specification and did it look original to yes. you? Is it like good british like yes. whatever oh no absolutely yeah. as i was explaining um to bettina what i like to do with these bikes is if if i get in my mind 
this aerial's a 58. It's, it's quite a late one. So if we were to go back in time to a showroom in, say, 1959 and look at their selection of six-month-old, one-year-old bikes, this is exactly what it would look like. Wow. Um, and that's what I try and aim for. I don't like over-restoring them, but obviously you don't want them under-restored either. So I like doing the, like, the whole time machine thing. And it looked like a very, very lightly used 1958 mm. bike. It's a beautiful bike. And the paint was yeah. in good shape? Oh, yeah. Super nice. Oh, yeah. Nice claret, um, chrome and claret, and um, just an altogether nice bike. Mm. Not a high-performance bike. Um, Square <coughs> Force had a very, very funny... I suppose development, they changed from, they started off actually as a 500cc overhead cam engine and were quite sporty and then they became a pushrod 1000cc engine and all the sportiness kind of went away and they became this like torque heavy monster mm -hmm. that was perfect for pulling a sidecar around and they really in later years they were the the perfect sidecar tug because that seems like a lot of cc's back in the day it was it, there were only a couple of bikes that had that many cc's um by the 50s if you go to the 1930s there were quite a few thousand cc bikes back then but it was only the the only way you could get a certain amount of power back then was by building a massive engine i see if you go to the very early days of motoring You'd you'd have these cars with like giant like eleven liter engines, mm. but only like a hundred horsepower. It was an efficiency issue. Yeah, it was an efficiency issue. The materials but engineering. Yeah. By the nineteen fifties, <clears throat> if you wanted a thousand cc bike, I mean the Ariel was one of them. The Vincent was another one. There was really just one or two. Most, you know, six fifty was a big bike then. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> the Vincent was a sportier bike. There's no question about it. Um, but the aerial, lots of low-down power, perfect for so pulling a sidecar well, around. And the way the exhaust came out of the engine, it was, like, beautiful mm -hmm. to look at. I mean, it was well, that very was a, that artistic. Was a, that was a feature of the later bikes. Um, the earlier ones, it was almost... I'm not saying aerial were ashamed of it, but they hid the fact that it was a four-cylinder bike. Mm. It just had aluminum manifolds with a single exhaust coming out. The later ones, they actually made a feature of it being a four-cylinder bike, and it had twin downpipes on either side. So it's obvious what you were looking at. Mm -hmm. And, you know, speaking of the exhaust, she started the bike up and ran it for us. And it, it has a unique exhaust tone. Uh, I described it as equal parts amazing and horrible. Hmm. <laughs> and I, I won't dispute that. If you read... <coughs> <laughs> a lot of the contemporary reviews of the Aerial Square 4, they said this is an incredibly refined bike, but mechanically it's extraordinarily loud, and it is. The biggest problem with the Square 4 is it's got two crankshafts. It's got one in front of the other, and they're gear-driven together. Mm. And the gears themselves are very, very noisy. So you get a lot of this sort of crunching and grinding from the gears. Yeah, think of a just a beautiful exhaust note from a vintage bike. Right. And then on top of that, throw a bag of wrenches into your dryer. Yeah. <laughs> I know that sound. And it's, it's noisy. It's <laughs> I like noisy. the specificity. And it's like, whoa, <laughs> there's like two things happening yeah. here. There's, there's a lot going on. Um, Does this thing have a cam chain? 
No, no, it's no. push rod. Oh, it's not push rod. Push okay, rod, yeah. push rod. Yeah. So how was the main, so how did they like make cast the engine, all that kind of stuff? I mean, was it? Well, it, it it was really quite advanced. Everything is aluminum on it. Everything. So the case halves, the Sings. cylinder, um, the cylinder head. It's an all aluminum engine. Um, very nicely machined. It's sleeved though, right? It's yes. Oh, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. way before Nick sold all that. Oh shit. God, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's aluminum. It's got cast iron sleeves pressed in. Um, you know, pretty. Con- it's as far as engines go. It's actually quite conventional in its component parts. Mm-hmm. There's nothing special in there, but just the layout makes it unique. Yeah. It's got everything's on top. Mm. So the top of the engine is really very busy. The spark plugs are on top. The valves are on top and the intake's on top. It's just got one carburetor that feeds all four cylinders. You know, now that I think about it, whenever we see those bikes at shows or whatever, um, we always focus on the engine and the exhaust, how it comes out, and the four square. What else about the bike, like suspension-wise and things? What did they do? Well, it's got what's called a plunger front end. You know, by the the 50s, pretty much everyone was doing telescopic forks. I mean, it was obvious that that is the way the future was going to go. Like Italian, British. Yeah, everyone was doing telescopic forks. And I mean, we're still riding with telescopic forks now. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, some manifest turn them upside down some turn them the right way up but it's still yeah. yeah and some people have got leaky telescopic forks <laughs> but we're still riding with them right now the back end even though Ariel had actually pioneered using a swing arm oh, five years before and a swing arm exactly the same as what we have now the square four kept with plungers and what plungers are very very small compressed almost like shock absorbers at the back of the frame with small stirrups that go around them Mm. and then it gives you a very very small amount of movement at the back only about an inch of travel but it's very able to carry a great deal of weight so if you've got the wife and kids in the sidecar and maybe your friend on the back of the bike and you've really got the thing loaded down a plunger rear end was very very good for carrying the weight Another advantage of it is from fully compressed to fully extended, it didn't change the chain dimension. So your chain didn't go slack and loose, like it does on a swing arm bike. So that was a big advantage. Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah, Yeah, it is a big deal. Um, As far as handling goes, you know, it's not, it's a nice bike to ride. But it's not a pleasant bike to ride. It'd be a lot more pleasant with a sidecar on the side. But the thing about uh, the Aerial Square 4 is it is a historically significant Oh, bike. God, yeah. Absolutely. You know, and when you talk about all the different engine types there are out there, you know, V-twin or four-cylinder, inline four, this came and went with the Square yeah. 4. Well, right? they, there it, is uh, another one. How is they, they, were they in production for Oh, they were in production for a long time. Ariel was messing about with the with yeah. the Square Four in the nineteen twenties. The Ariel company that exists now is no. Ariel? Okay, I was about no. to say. It's, yeah, okay. I realized by the confused look on Drew's face that maybe not everyone knows what a Square Four is referring to. Uh, I don't know what anything. <laughs> what we said is, is right. To. So, can you just do a quick description of what a Square Four okay, means? Okay, so um, to distill it down. All motorcycles have a certain amount of cylinders. There might be a well, single... And, 
And cars. I mean, and motors cars do. too. Yeah. So motors in general. Um, your car might have a V8, which means it's got eight cylinders in a V formation. Maybe a flat four, like mm-hmm. a Subaru, which has got four cylinders in a flat formation. Um, not so much in a car, but a bike may have two it's cylinders. Same. Most famous, of course, is Harley Davidson, which is a V twin, which mm-hmm. is two cylinders arranged in a V formation. So the square four has four cylinders, which isn't a big deal now, but back then was an extremely big deal. Mm-hmm. And they're arranged in a square formation, so you have two in front, two behind. And It's like they took two parallel yeah, so twins and smashed them together. And it's ex- a square engine with four cylinders in it. And two that's in front, exactly two in front. what yeah. they the did. Visual. Yeah. Um, and for the 1,000cc square four, they took um, basically the pistons rods and cranks from their their 500 twin which was the kh and kind of amalgamated them together and made this thousand cc so four cylinder i've heard that the problem is removing the heat from the rear cylinders yeah the the later ones were better and adding that extra downpipe as pretty as it is it really had a function of getting the heat out this thing has two crank yeah, it's got two cranks that are geared together. And the cranks, oh. cranks run side to side in the, in the bike? No, the no they're parallel. No, they're or parallel, front, front one back, in front yeah. of the other. Yep. Right, but the, but they're oriented... Uh, oh, okay. Like front, side. front to rear. No, side to side. Oh, side to side. Yeah, side to side. So it's like a twin wow. cam just spaced out. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, if you, I mean, if you want to think about it in terms of a twin cam engine, we've gotten so used to twin cams. Just think of twin cranks. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. but they're geared together, and mm-hmm. that's the source of the noise. You know, um, oh, there is a chain in here. It's it's doing the, something. The yeah, no, it, no, it, the, the there's a big chain primary, right, which okay. is driving the clutch. Got it. But everything it. in the engine is gear driven. Oh, interesting. No, um, not a gear driven primary. I didn't even look at what is the main drive. Is it is it chain or is yeah, it shaft? No it's, no, it's chain. Okay. No, it's chain. It's chain. Um, interesting enough, the. That engine was seen as having potential. And as far as the late 60s, there was this uh, company called Healy. Okay. Who were doing the uh, Healy 1000 square four. And it was basically an all-aluminum cafe racer with the square four engine. Amazing-looking thing. And that was a far more developed version of the square four. So... That was its kind of last incarnation. But this was long after Ariel themselves had gone down downhill. Is there a redeeming quality to the engine, to the square four? It's compact. Okay. Um, it's got a lot of low-down power. I mean, it's only got 40 horsepower. Right. So you're well, not talking about a powerhouse. But this is back in the 50s and 60s. So. But back in the 1950s... Um, it made for a narrow engine. Yeah, it was just compact and tight. And it was compact and tight and made good horsepower. Did you find a picture of uh, a Healy? A Healy. It looks kind of like a CB750. It's kind of almost got that look Or a Norton. It I mean, yeah, it's in that vein, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the Healy. And that's a really far more refined version well, of the square It looks four. much more modern. Yeah, well... Yeah, it looks a lot like the CB750. Yeah. And especially it's got the twin pipes coming out each side. Right, and what Healy did was they actually did a lot more development work on the engine. Mm-hmm. They did a lot of work with the cams, a lot of work with the pistons, a lot of work with the primary drive gears to quieten them up. Mm. So it's actually mm. a very, very civilized bike. Oh, um, interesting. But yeah. um, 
Yeah. Well, they made up for that with the ugliest gas tank I've ever seen. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, that is true. <laughs> Got to balance it out. Well, I wanted to thank you for no, bringing by yet another great bike for show and tell. No, you're very welcome. Like I say, if ever I get anything interesting on my bench at home, I'm always happy you to know, bring I, it down. I didn't ever would have expected to see a square four here. I wonder if we should start throwing out uh, requests. Mm. Yes, if you have a cool bike, bring it by. No, to Emma. Oh, well, duh. <laughs> she does already. Do you have an RGV? RGV? 500 somewhere in the kind of like... There is no v. such thing as an RGV 500. <gasps> Can you get a uh, BSA well, Hurricane? Not in... Uh, yes, I've I. Not production, uh, I guess. Uh, I can get my hands on a BSA hurricane. Ooh, you know about the BSA hurricane, is this, right? This isn't the Vetter hurricane. Yes, it is. So oh, this is Guggenheim. The, when, shit. Is yeah, deep, no. when is a triumph cuts. not a triumph? <laughs> when it's a when hurricane. Craig Vetter gets a hold of it. <laughs> so, so I'll give you a, a, a very, very brief story about the hurricane. I've got to be quick. So take your time because the Craig Vetter hurricane is bitching. No, you can. Wipe, <laughs> How about an RG five hundred? That's better. And okay. interestingly, <laughs> interestingly enough, for. Knock, hmm. the reason why I was so pedantic about the V... I know, because like that was a GP bike. It's not so much that. Hmm. That bike has got exactly the same crank configuration yeah. as the Aerial. Yep. It's the only other square four. Wow. Two cranks, and they join them together. Wow. Yeah. Is this a, this like, looks like a 90s GP bike. Yep. 80, Mid-80s. 80-somes, yeah. Mid eighties, um, it's the styling it's the, blood over in the nineties. It's 90s. the broken collarbone bike. It's basically as good as two-stroke street technology ever got. Mm-hmm. Um, my opinion, the, the, Suzu- gamma. the Suzuki was a better bike than the Yamaha. God, I'm going to get so much hate. <laughs> Yamaha brought Kenny's out coming down here right now. Um, the RD five hundred, yeah. which was a hell of a bike. Yeah. Um, hundred horsepower, razor sharp power band V four. But Suzuki had the RG five hundred, which was also hundred horsepower, razor sharp power band, square four. Um, God, I'd rather ride the Gamma. And it's a more handsome bike. For some reason, the Gamma has aged better than the RD. Hmm. When you look at the RD 500, it looks like a bike from the 80s. For some reason, the Gamma looks younger. And I've, I've never been able to put my finger on it. Maybe the choice of the wheels or the choice of the finishes. But, you know, the Gamma is, is a fresher looking bike. Mm. So, uh, it is what it is. And, and some very, very interesting styling cues, too. Yeah, the RD's got... It's more swoopy, I guess. I don't know. It's got an interesting look to it, too. Yeah. So, I mean, they're interesting bikes of the time. But, yeah, I mean, if you've got a request, as long as it's not ridiculous, I get a, a lot of very interesting bikes across my bench at home. I know. I'm always happy to bring them down and... Um, Nice. Show and tell. Well, thank you for bringing oh, me down. Oh, you're welcome, darling. And we learn a little uh, bit more My every only regret time. is I didn't let let uh, you loose on it. I know. I would have. I know you would have. Hmm. Would have given it the beans, <laughs> darling. Given it the beans. <laughs> well, guess what? Because we're doing this new smaller episodes, we it's time to end now. You've made it through the first hour, the first episode. So make sure you go and look for the second episode for tonight so you get the rest of the story. We're about to get Bettina's story, and it's right. pretty interesting. So good night, children. So good night. just remember, go to MotorcyclesAndMisfits.com. You'll find the links to everything there. And um, 
big thanks to Drew for working with us and coming Super down to, to help tear, to, to tell the story. Yeah. Um, I want to say thank you, everyone, especially our Patreon listeners uh, and subscribers. We love it so much. Let's get out of here. Thanks, everyone. This is Liza. Naked Jim. This is Doc times one. Bagel. Emma Darling. Bettina. Drew. And we're out of here. Cold, cold. cold.